Hey everyone, this is James, a.k.a. Nerdy at Home Dad. Uh, This week we are talking about 13 Reasons Why Again, the Netflix show that deals with teen suicide. And we just wanted to get the suicide hotline number out before the episode. Uh, And that number is 1-800-273-8255. And there's also a text line you can text the word HOME to 741-741. Please, if you are in need of help or you know somebody that needs help, uh, just give that number a call or text that number. Thank you, and here's the episode. According to the internet. Where on the internet? Dax, it's time for your bath. But I miss my show. Don't argue with me, young man. Just do it. This is our dad. I'm the professor. Yeah, he made us in his laboratory by accident. Don't worry, professor. I was an accident, too. <laughs> you're my children, and I love you, but you're all terrible. Hey, you're listening to Geek Parenting Podcast. What, what? The only people to trust the Hulk with a still. And I am Tui the Human, the Jedi Barista of State Street, a.k.a. also Janitor, where you can find me at uh, 1588 South State Street Watchtower Cafe, making the drinks. Then sweeping the floors. Then sweeping the floors. <laughs> Nothing with toilets. <laughs> that's what the high, that's what Hylian's job no now. Toilets, he is our he's our head toilet uh, mechanic. Um, we're uh, we're continuing. Uh, this is the part two episode of uh, we're we're discussing the 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 Netflix series Thirteen Reasons Why. Heavy heavy stuff. If you haven't listened to our last episode, go back and listen to that. It's part one, um, and we're we're just returning, uh, continuing the conversation, returning with our guests. Uh, we have with us, of course, our uh, my some of my clones and minions, the mermaid. Hello, I'm mermaid. The unicorn shadow. Boo. And Hylian. Yeah. <laughs> all teenagers, all nerds, uh, and and our other guest that we have with us is Amber, uh, our mental health professional yes. to keep us accurate and mm-hmm. on point. But uh, before we get into that and continue the conversation, I have across I'm Johnny, he's James. podcast across from me. I have a nerdy at home dad. Well, I guess my name's James, aka Nerdy at Home Dad. Find me on the Instagrams, the tweets, the Facebooks, the Pinterest. Uh, You're on Pinterest? I am on Pinterest. What? I don't do anything. I don't know how it works. <laughs> people people send me pins and I'm oh. like, what is this? <laughs> well, for pin and stuff that we don't, that aren't very active, I, you can check me out on MySpace. Oh, yeah. We're, oh, we're yeah. all still there. Yep. Uh, I, still have an, I still have a profile. There. I don't know nice. my password. So do you keep I, it updated? Do I. No. <laughs> no, I don't remember my password. <laughs> hey, Anonymous, send me my password. <laughs> <laughs> I want to check my MySpace. I think I have some messages in there. <laughs> and to James's uh, podcast ride, we have. I'm Johnny Mr. Von the Boy. So you can find me at farmersonly.com, <laughs> our, ourtime.com, and Etsy. Uh, are you. Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go to that senior site too? 
Yeah, that's OurTime.com. Oh, that's oh, OurTime. That? Uh, oh, yeah, it is. I have my insurance through the general, and I need cash now, so I call <laughs> JG Wentworth. <laughs> you sing the song when you call the number? 877-CASH-NOW. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get serious. Uh, well, let's Ish. have Amber talk a little bit about her background. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, get to show us Amber your papers. Um, I wish I had, like, a cool... I'm on... What's your origin story? My origin. Oh, man. (laughs) That's uh, pretty deep. Uh, No, so I'm currently, I'm a doctoral candidate in counseling psychology, and I specialize in trauma counseling specifically, um, but even more specifically than that, uh, sexual assault and sexual abuse, and that's what my research is in, um, along with multicultural counseling. So Okay, that has got to be hard. I'm sorry, but I I would struggle with that. It's funny because even recording the last one, um, like I can recognize it's a hard topic, but because I talk about it so constantly, I'm very used to talking about it. And that's probably part of the problem is that um, you are all like emotionally connected to this at this point. And I am so like clinically. Sort of a desensitized, desensitized. Well, and I myself, I'm a sexual abuse survivor myself. And so like that just fuels the research that I'm doing is that, and I think that's why a lot of psychologists get into this. There's a joke that psychologists get into the work because we're all messed up and we need to do our own work. Um, Comedians have that same reason too. That's oh, that's true, isn't it? I think it? comedians should be psychologists, or so the other maybe, way around. You know, maybe you I have actually a, know a lot of psychologists that are comedians. <laughs> maybe, you should, maybe you should get into stand-up too. There we go. I'm not joking. Then like I can that's have like, a cool story. They do open mic night because here. We, yeah, because hour. we do have open mic night here every Tuesday with uh, comedy roadkill, and I talk to a lot of the comics, and they they say almost word for word what you really? just said. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. because we're all so messed up. Yeah. Huh. Now I'm like, cool, I've actually got the basis to start my routine. Now. Now you have a side job. Yeah. <laughs> Just when I needed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Doctoral candidacy isn't enough. No. <laughs> I need more to do. You need more. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So any, yeah, any questions? Well, from- I, I kind of wanted to get, um, we, we talked with the teenagers about um, their first, uh, like an initial reaction to the show. You finished watching the series, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, so what were your thoughts watching it when it finished? What, how do you feel right now? Yeah. Well, so the reason I watched it, I originally wasn't going to. And then um, I, the week it came out, almost all of my clients came to me and uh, counseling clients and said that they were triggered by the show in some way, especially with the scenes of rape, as you can imagine. Um, and so I figured like, okay, as a good counselor, I should watch the show and know like what's coming up for clients and why. Um, I thought entertainment wise, it was really done well. And that like, it totally, like you were describing the last episode too, like it grabs you in and like, you want to know like what's going on. You want to get to the next episode. Because it is the, I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, that's what it is it's entertainment right right yeah, yeah. And, and this is one of those weird shows where it's it's also it's trying to be responsible with the subject matter right yeah and that and then it's kind of like one of those hybrid things where it's it's kind of trying to send a message which usually i hate i hate entertainment that gives me a message hold on now the last three minutes of every episode of full house was gold you take that back <laughs> When that um, when that organ started, your heartstrings were pulled. Okay, all right, you got me there. <laughs> South Park gives me some good lessons too. I mean, I think you can make the argument that media can 
like have a really good message um like i think a lot of shows uh the shows that i show in the classes that i teach in my gender studies class like there are documentaries or even shows that are done really well that like get at a point um that almost tells in some ways i admire media a lot for that reason because they can get across a message in a way that i can't as a psychologist you know because it like speaks to you personally um that being said, I had a, a lot of criticisms of the show, and it's one that um, myself and almost every almost every other mental health professional I've talked to have been seriously concerned about what the after effects are going to be from watching this show, and we're starting to see some of those effects already. So, um, and one of the things, even like my, uh, I guess. Um, one of the things my client even said was like I can tell that it has like a good message and like you can value um, the message that it's trying to get across and you can also criticize that these other parts of it weren't done very well and that there could have been a lot of improvements that could have been so made. What do you think the, where, where does it, uh, what does it get right first of all? Let's start there. Yeah. What does it get right? Is it bad that I have to think about this? Well, if, if, <laughs> if you want to like, think, I, I actually had something I wanted to, to throw yeah. in. So one of the uh, one of our younger guests here uh, in the last episode had mentioned the idea of using like people um, taking this idea and using it as, as a revenge plot. You know, I'll kill myself and leave tapes or notes or, yeah. or, or however you want to do it. That'll show them. Yeah, that'll show them. And, you know, it, it's... that That's where, you know, the immediate concern is, but... So in in that regard, you know, just let's just call it a suicide note, I guess. Um, as a trained professional in this sort of thing, what is the uh, motivation behind that? Because people will often, you know, if there is no note or or what have you, they'll just pick. Oh, if I'd only known why. Or it's like if you, uh, if you have a I don't know an unfaithful spouse, they're like, oh, just tell me who they want details, and it's like, but do you really? Hmm. You know, do you really want those details? Right. Yeah. So. It- Sorry, can you explain, like, your question for me? Yeah, exactly? so, um, so, man, I just, I just, <laughs> well, okay, so people, uh, this, this, uh, character, what, what was her name again? Hannah. 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 Hannah she Baker. left her tapes. I don't know her motivation for that, mm-hmm. but people will leave suicide notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the psychology of that, of leaving a note? What is the purpose of that? Oh, that's a good question. And I'll fully admit that I'm not totally sure about the psychology behind this specific note. Right. But well, I'm sure it varies from case to case. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, I mean, I think... So I can talk about like the general message of the show. And there was this um, one thing that really summed it up for me. Um, and this was uh, just an article that I read. But basically this idea, it says here, quote, Hey, if you... Okay, so if... Um, suicide then becomes this good idea this is how it's glorifying suicide um, saying that if you hey if you die everyone will realize what a beautiful tragic figure you are and that you were right all along and they will regret everything that they did to you but in reality when you commit suicide it's done it's over you don't get to see of course we don't right. know what the you afterlife it is right? right but like right. you don't get to see that right. you know you don't get to have um, that moment where people you know, realize that it's Is that how right. you felt? Like, do, do you, did you get that from from the show? Yeah. That, like, it was kind of... From episode one, I thought. Because, uh-huh. like, the, the tapes are dropped off and so everyone's starting I, to realize... I was, um, I was kind of the opposite. Like, I, I was... Really? The whole show, I was like, 
that hen is so stupid that's true i was like so mad at her like the whole show like you are you're an idiot yeah and i was i i didn't you were mad at hannah Yeah, i didn't like her yeah because she was cool like she's a very likable mm-hmm. character right. and i knew and know people and knew people like her but i i hated her character because she was because she did what she did mm-hmm. and i was like this like that's so stupid i was so right. mad right yeah I, um, and I didn't like her at all because of that. I, I think I really took issue with that she blamed everyone in her life for her suicide. And again, and I'm an adult. And like as a teenager, yeah. I don't know. It, what, it's, what about yeah, you guys? Yeah, do you guys have yeah. any thoughts on that in particular? As a character, did you like her character? Did you kind of did you feel like it was it would be kind of a cool thing to do if if you were going to... I do like her character. Like you said, she is a very likable person, but I also think she is really stupid. And I just, I was angry at her too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can't you see all these people love and care about you? And, you know, well, and you the destruction she left after too. Like yeah. Alex yeah. trying to commit suicide. Yeah. And, yeah. and at yeah. the very end too, right when uh, the counselor was going to listen to his tape too. That was yeah. especially a very well timed. The, what yeah. council? Like school there, there council? Was a, yeah. There was yeah. a school counselor, so that, yeah. and he's on the 13th tape because he didn't help her. She, gave, she, like, yeah. she, she like does this thing she where she says... She gave literal signs. She even said that she was forced upon, like... Yeah. He was very victim-blaming. Yes. So she yeah. goes and talks about how she was raped, and be, he basically tells her that it was her fault. Yeah. Does a lot like, of, like, victim-blaming like, things. did you tell him stop? And so did she, you tell him no? And, yeah. And she's like, no, because I was, like, in shock. Like, mm-hmm. And he, he expected her to do something. And he, yeah, kind of says... And so that was a big criticism I had as well, just because, um, I mean, don't get me wrong, there are, like, counselors out there who mess up you know right a lot more than that they fuck up you know okay and i want to just if, if i may put that into perspective let's say i walk into the shop here nobody's at the front register and the cash drawer is open you know that that's saying i can just reach my hand in and take something because nobody told me not to i mean are you talking pe- yeah people uh, like that like that, that hurt suicide. that her not yeah. saying no don't or trying to fight back you know like you talked about freeze is ignored basically or has yeah. been ignored mm-hmm. and well and just, i think it just, it's so infuriating yeah and i think part of the problem with um one is that it's kind of telling kids to not trust mental health professionals you know um and that's not to say other people do fuck up but like the training that we're getting now is to try and change it. That, that character, the counselor, seemed like a really inadequate counselor. Yeah, incredibly. Like he, seemed, he seemed like just, like he didn't know what he was doing. Well, and like if I remember right, he wasn't even a licensed school counselor. Right. So, um, <laughs> which is the school's fault for sure. But they definitely made it seem like, and that's one thing that a lot of people don't know is that um, you can be a school counselor but not be licensed as like a social worker, which means that, or a school counselor, meaning that you don't have an actual degree or license to be able to counsel professionally and that's where like the hypocrisy comes in because mm-hmm. he he always tells everybody his door is open and he's, right. he's ready to help them when he doesn't have a clue what to do in this situation yeah. i feel like that's kind of be- at the beginning like near the beginning when it's telling his story like when it shows into his life like he's losing his job you kind of feel like like hurt like that and you're, you're like oh he tried his best right mm-hmm. but when it gets to the last episode you really really have a d- 
dislike for him and uh yeah you kind of understand you understand why why he's acting that way yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, that's another thing is that i think maybe you can tell me if you saw this too but for me as like a uh, counselor who has clients coming in who are suicidal i feel like we didn't get to see hannah's actual despair until like the last couple of episodes and um it felt very um unlikely that someone who uh although this does happen who had just basically she went from rape to suicide right and that there was very little like time in between um where we get to see why she's actually feeling suicidal there's a lot of build up to like what led to the rape yeah well i think it also has to do with all the things she witnessed like jessica's rape Mm -hmm. and the thing with everybody like in the beginning episodes everybody like slut shaming her and stuff like that when Mm -hmm. she really wasn't that person yeah and um well i mean and this is another subject but even if she was that's her right that's her body that's her decision and that's yeah okay like um that's another thing that uh wait what were we talking about before Hmm. uh just yeah um like i feel like a lot of school counselors not not at like um my school but at other public schools and things um they don't really know how to help kids because they don't really understand mm-hmm. yeah and, and they i don't get it i think that's a big criticism of like our school system like as a country is that we don't put enough mo- and nationally don't put enough funding into mental health yeah. at all right and so school. that's and being seen in school too. and like if yeah we, if we take if we paid teachers what they should be paid, right. what they deserve to get paid then you'll you i i firmly believe that you would find teachers playing some parts of counseling mm-hmm. to yes, be yeah. more mentor right. students support. yeah where there there are like i'll just say that uh the, the my two older ones go to a a, a charter school mm-hmm. where the the teachers are some of the teachers are very much like that that they are more than instructors and more of uh kind of mentors that's great. And kind of like life coaches yeah and, and that should so be the standard right it should be the standard yeah but i mean i feel like people that are worth getting paid that much aren't going to go into teaching because they can't get paid that much yeah so. yeah absolutely um Getting back, you asked the question: What thirteen reasons why I got what right? Because right. yeah. I have some, I have some ideas of what what I think they got right, and mm-hmm. they maybe a little more minor. But just going back to my, and you guys chime in whenever you feel like yeah. if you have something to say about this. But my high school experience, um, some things that I saw differently that were portrayed were um, just a lot of like uh, with, with when Clay and Hannah are in the in the room starting to kiss mm-hmm. um, and he stops and makes sure that it's consensual and he stops yes. and, and says is this okay mm-hmm. are you okay with that that did not happen in my in the 90s yeah. when I was in high school um, can I speak to that yes. scene for a second yeah. because I thought that was really beautifully done that mm-hmm. he was asking for consent but then there was like a flashback moment where he's like going over what he should have done um, kind of at that oh, moment oh right yeah, when, yeah. And, Play, and, replaying it and he is like telling himself I should have like forced myself to stay no. i should have said no i'm not leaving and i was like he oh did my the gosh right thing yes he, in real life and he did the right exactly thing by she respecting asked, what she asked exactly. him to do exactly she asked him to leave and he did what she asked her to and and yet like he's glorifying that he should have said like not listen to her which wouldn't yeah. have been very consensual which gets a little like blurry with the lines around like rape right. because um, then you start getting the mentality of like well she's saying one want. thing yes. girls say one thing but they really mean this. Exactly. Girls want you to 
fight for them and the girls yeah. want you like when you get into that mentality then right the danger well and something that i want to add is uh i had a friend who committed suicide when i was in high school and everybody went through that with well we should have sure we should have said more we should have done this we should have answered that one call um so i mean it happens both ways like uh i've had that happen like i had it happen to me with my friend he when we found out he died a whole group of friends got together and we all had our cell phones and we all saw we had missed calls throughout and it wasn't like that day it was like throughout the week and everybody's like if we would have taken that call right oh man and so you know uh putting myself in Clay's shoes in that scene, I was like, yeah, I can see why he's doing this because I've done it Sure. to myself right. with my friend. Well, and that's kind of what the show... Ta- I mean, one of the messages is is that, like, if you... Um, and it's not to say that it's not important. Like, obviously, middle school and high school are, like, toxic places to be. And my own oh, experience I've of that was I've said this on the awful. show before that the, the worst of human... Uh, for sure yep. is within the walls I, of the high school I can, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they have like all this freedom yeah. and uh, all these hormones all these emotions mm-hmm. don't know how to deal with it right and right. like they're the high, high school teenagers mm-hmm. are the worst well and there's I the think planet. there's and you tell me if this no is true or not but like I always say like um, depression is connected to oppression yeah. and like when you're a teenager like you are on the brink of adulthood and yet you have so few options that I completely um, agree you do with that yeah. completely yeah, 100% and, uh, back to that i i actually feel like middle school was the worst for me yeah, it was sure. well, it's worse like, <laughs> way I blame worse the kids. And, and it may be because i'm at a better dude you're a freshman now. just okay. wait but okay <laughs> well i get i get that but i'm still it's saying that get worse. I, I jumped around to middle a bunch of middle schools and every single one i went to way worse people than than i could have ever imagined yeah i think it's just the kids like they're not taught right and like when they get and they're in this stage like once they like turn into teenagers then they think like they're in charge that they're uh that they're all grown up that they yeah can can i say something about that too like some parents these days don't know how to parent their kids mm-hmm. and yeah. you know My they let their kids do whatever <laughs> no but like, no it's like to a point it. where it's to a point where like the parents are basically letting their kids do whatever they want yeah and it's that, horrible and then they have no authenticity or, or they didn't like they don't care about people yeah and yeah. they only yeah. care about themselves and they don't understand other people and like well, they have such a hard time with relationships with other people and like yeah. friendships and things and it's just well and I think one thing yeah, too exactly. with going on that parents aren't like we're not doing our job is uh, you see it even at a young age like people are so worried about their own kid they're not worried about what their kid will do in society mm, mm-hmm, um, exactly I mean it goes all the way back to elementary school Jay has kids in his school that they're they do whatever they want because their parents are like oh well you're my special little angel yeah. do whatever you mm-hmm. want and I'm like you're uh, creating a monster yeah, you know that yeah, what, what have I what have M2. I told you kids about like why I'm so hard on you I don't know no. <laughs> Shut up, that's why. <laughs> no, it's just because you're out to get us and you don't like us. Well, that, that the truth true. comes out. That is true. <laughs> but, but why I'm so adamant about like how you treat other people and how you're... Because I want you to be better grown-ups than the ones we have right now. 
Because there's enough. Know, I, there are I, enough assholes out there. I wish we I were like you Japan. guys. To they be. are so like, they're, they're not self-minded. They're they're societal minded. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Well, um, like that's that's kind of what I do with Jay. Is I try to tell him like it's not all about you. Yeah. Every like, you guys know from playing games with yes. him. <laughs> so if, you try, if you play oh, a game like, wrong. Yeah, yeah, but like if you play a game not his way, he freaks out, and it's and I have to call him upstairs. And it's funny because the Highlands always like, no, 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 it's okay. I'm like, no, no, no. He has to learn that it's not about him, that it's about everybody. It's about mm-hmm. everybody yeah. getting along and having fun. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and sometimes like I, I feel like it's it's not always meant to be approached in like I feel like there needs to be discipline with a lot of kids. Like some, it's either one way or the other. It can't really be in the middle. Because some kids are very, very disciplined to the point where they're kind of like... Like, actually, in the in the show, there's the kid Alex, and he's very disciplined. Yeah. He's, oh, yeah. Yes, sir. No, sir. And his dad is a policeman, and he's very strict on him and everything like and that. And see, that was the one character that kind of, for me, kind of put me in, at a, like uneasy state. Mm. Because yeah, you don't sure. know, like... Uh, I didn't have very strict parents. My parents' rules were as long as we didn't get arrested, we could do whatever the hell we wanted. Yeah. Oh my. Um, but I've had friends who were in abusive situations, and that's how they talk. Like, we still said yes, sir, no, sir to adults. Uh, but I saw kids who would, like, they would shake when they would answer adults, like, yeah. yes, sir, no, sir. And you're like, mm, something deeper is happening yeah. there. Yeah. And. Well, it's not necessarily healthy. Either, yeah, so. we're kind of getting at sort of attachment th- parenting theory, which is like there's four different boxes um, that you can kind of fit into. It's all a spectrum, um, and what like you want to shoot for is like secure attachment. Um, and there's this theory that sorry, I feel like I'm not describing it enough. The theory is that how you parent then produces um, a person depending on uh, how they'll form relationships later in their life, mm. basically. But um, there's uh, a type of attachment um, where secure attachment where you give like the right amount of freedom and flexibility and support and rules but then on the opposite side of that there's um, I can't remember the name of it now authoritarian parenting which is like way too much everything yeah exactly and that um, the kind of person that you become later in life isn't the best because you've never really been able to um like experience yeah. exactly yeah Other have your things. own you can yeah. make your decisions. own choices and then yes. you don't have the the practice and ability to make good choices on your own yeah. when you're when you're free right when you're or like when you're young like uh with us when our parents got divorced like usually with kids they feel like it's because of them like you're not loved mm. and just because your parents don't love each other it's like all your fault but like what um our dad explained to us was he like still loved us a lot he just um yeah there needs to be discipline yeah Oh, my dad always signed my birthday cards. We got divorced because of you, so that must <laughs> be. <laughs> um, here's a, wh- so another did, thing that did we finish what they got right. Well, I was gonna. Yeah, just about I never to really say, got to that. <laughs> yeah, another yeah. like another, another, and this is just really quick. But yeah, um, another thing that I feel like they got right that I don't feel was very realistic uh-huh. was the character of Tony. I don't uh, think I don't think yeah. Tonys exist. Yeah, but yeah I, feel like I don't. He was a really, really like that was a. That, he said all the right things. He did all the right things. And he had the maturity could, of a 30, could 40 be, year old. If you could be like, he's somebody that teenagers should aspire to be like, mm-hmm. yeah. but I don't think he's real. 
Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. not real. Well, it's probably very Mexican and it's possible, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's probably extraordinarily rare. Right? Yeah. What? What in your mind? What do you feel like with Tony? The show got or right. What got right? So, um, and I feel mixed about this, but I would actually say the rape scenes because it normalized that here are very real ways for you to respond, and they actually showed freeze, which. Um, I think we're seeing freeze more than anything else these days, even in like afterwards, like uh, going back to talking about like survival skills, like uh, people dissociate long after um, as like a way of surviving through trauma. Um, But, and I feel mixed about that because I have had so many clients that were triggered by those exact scenes that um, there's kind of a cost-benefit analysis I have going on in my head and I don't know what the right answer is where I don't know um, if the benefits of showing those are beneficial enough to greater society when the cost is for survivors that are watching the show. Um, Yeah, I just don't know what the right answer is, but I'm glad at least that they got it right. Um, You still don't know if they should have shown that or yeah. or if it was responsible to well show and it. i don't know um i don't know how many people will see that and say oh this is a normal way of responding to rape instead of um seeing it and saying why didn't she fight back which is like the common thing that everyone says and you know like victim blaming again so um but and Kind of as long as we're on the topic of like showing gruesome scenes, going to like the suicide uh, scene. Um, so you would think that it would be really important. The producers of the show seem to really make the case that it's really important to like talk to the reality of it. But study after sh- study shows that there's something about when people see suicide, um, either through video or images or even uh so not even experiencing it firsthand then they're more likely to commit suicide and so that in itself like does the exact opposite of what the show claims to be doing which is preventing suicide i I was uh i i didn't know how to feel yeah well because when that when the scene comes up and she put she shows her hand mm-hmm. and then the razor blade goes there, I was like, oh, I thought they were going to cut. I thought they were going to hard like, cut no. to her face. Right. And, and I was like, and I think that, uh, but then she goes and it well, doesn't and they, stop. They, they and go so stop. they go so far into it that so I, as an audio engineer, I listen when I watch things. I hear th- things that other people don't hear, sure. and you hear the skin popping. Yeah. And right, like realistic, right? Yeah, and, it's and you're very, doing, very. And real. when I saw that, like, yeah, but my stomach was, hurts now just even thinking I, about that it. That made like, me want to throw up. Hitting yeah. my chest just, right now, and I'm just like, ugh. But um, hearing that, and especially since they're most likely a lot, a lot of people have experienced suicide in their life. They know somebody or yeah. uh, a friend of a friend who's committed suicide, and just sitting there watching that it took me back to my friend right mm. and what were his final thoughts mm. and well those two, those last two episodes especially the the suicide scene where that, that that's the reason why I keep saying I, I can't recommend it to anybody I can't yeah. recommend that anybody watch it but if you're going to watch it make sure that you talk about it don't just watch it and then yeah absolutely like and talk to somebody it's one of those shows too that if if I were to tell people to watch it's like 
don't binge all 13 episodes. Oh, it yeah. emotionally drains you. Mm-hmm. And by the time you get to that last episode, if yeah. you binge the whole thing, you are going to be in a weird headspace and probably no bueno. They they yeah. actually talk about that like in the show with like Tony is is telling he's trying to help Clay through it, but Clay is just trying to burn through these, and he's getting worse and worse. But then um, Tony's like, "You need to be in the right headspace, right headspace," and mm-hmm. um, he's kind of ignoring him about it, and he listens to the tape en- tapes anyways, like all all through, and they're he's just getting worse and worse to the point where he's like hallucinating, and people start thinking he's crazy, and he's not looking good he's doing stuff that he normally wouldn't do yeah he's and actually showing the symptoms of PTSD yes, through that yeah. which is mm-hmm. good another good thing that they got yeah. right but yeah but yeah and I just I just feel like that's that's another thing that they did I, I would yeah, not again I have not seen it for those of you listening that maybe mm-hmm. didn't catch that um, yeah PTSD is another one that I think is uh, important I learned in the last year that I dealt with it for a long time and had no idea. Yeah. I, I heard uh, our good friends at the Geek Therapist do their PTSD episode, and Aaron went into a story of his that mirrored my life in very many ways and mm-hmm. talked about the PTSD he went through because of a toxic relationship. Almost beat for beat. It was the same as my first marriage. I'm not blaming. I'm certainly responsible for my fair share of screw-ups in that. But I did not know that for years I suffered with PTSD. Yeah, there's a big stigma out there that it's reserved for veterans, basically, because everyone thinks about it with veterans. Um, But we're seeing more and more that that's just not the case. In fact, like the diagnosis only says it's a unique diagnosis in that you have to have experienced a traumatic event firsthand. Um, But outside of that... um, that doesn't relate to military necessarily um, and in fact there are plenty of vets who don't necessarily have PTSD and then there are lots of regular civilian people who just have PTSD from experiencing trauma and it's really um, one thing I hope that can happen is just to normalize that process because um, it's, it's such a f- normal human response um, I know there's a lot of shame around it currently to like have some kind of diagnosable um, mental illness but um it's such a normal just human response to trauma and i'm glad that they showed that in the show i think part of my problem is just how many things were shown but weren't explicitly stated so um like even talking about like fight flight or freeze it wasn't explicitly stated that she was going through freeze you know or it wasn't explicitly stated that um clay was going through like ptsd symptoms you know um and i think or even like um you know, the national uh, hotline suicide uh, suicide hotline wasn't even posted until you watched the director's cut like at the end. Posted it at the beginning and the end of Absolutely. the Absolutely. Yeah, there should have been a disclaimer. Like, if, yeah. Absolutely. So that's when I start to question, well, what, okay, what was their real intentions then? Right. You know, were their intentions to prevent suicide? Well, if it was, then why wasn't the hotline I, there? I don't think so. I mean, yeah. I, I it could I have feel, been an afterthought. Like, no, yeah. I, I feel, feel like, like it's always, first and foremost, to, for, like we're talking about entertainment, yeah. to be make a show, money. Yeah. make money, and, 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 and Which they succeeded. get people talking about their, their show. Just the show. Yes. Right? 
and the buzz and it is and like in that in that aspect sure like successful show because everybody's yeah. talking about it yeah right. but what are the like, this is where i i have a hard time because i'm i'm a filmmaker as well mm-hmm. like where does the responsibility lie as a right. filmmaker like sh- are there some stories that you shouldn't tell well right. some or is there is there show? more that you should do it should have this been right a longer series where they go into ptsd because they go into i'll say right now like flight. i would never want to do a show like this because of all the responsibility attached like i don't know what the and then you're so caught up with the responsibility aspect of it that the art suffers right and well and then i don't want to touch it there, there were articles too that like they talked to mental health uh, professionals like the show creators talked with mental health professionals about the show and they did everything opposite of what the right. mental health professional said mm. so like they asked the experts the experts said don't do this 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 and, and they, they did were, it anyway they were like here's yeah. the middle yeah. finger we're doing it anyway yeah, yeah. so yeah. that that's when like for me when i saw that article i was like okay then they did do this as entertainment first sure. and right. then when they got that when they got the feedback from the mental health professionals. They're like, well, let's do this little documentary. We talk about how important it is for this. Right. Yes. Put the number in finally. Exactly. But you know what? They didn't even include it as like the 14th episode. Yeah. Right. No, it's it's should its own have been thing. Right. You have to search for it. Yeah, yeah. you do. Yeah. yeah. So. And, um, and I think it's important, anything like this, to look at intent and impact. And so, like, I think we've been looking at, like, what the intentions of this were. And I yeah. feel like they weren't the greatest. And then yeah. now, like, what we're starting to see is, like, the impact, which is um, we're starting to see teen suicides going up and, like, people citing. Since the show? Yeah. We've, and in fact, we, we um, national. pretty bad in Utah as it is. I think we're yeah. the worst. We, we are one of. For teenage, you know yeah. The, I don't know the exact statistic, uh, but particularly for LGBT suicide, we're the worst in the country. Um, for And then teen suicide in general, um, we're not great. Um, but, the, yeah, so we're starting to see, and in fact, when the show first came out, um, I think this is how you know that um, this is a problem, is that most, in fact, the National Suicide um, Hotline organization that we um, already, and we should talk about that again, yeah. um, but they uh, came out with like a press release to like prepare counselors of like here's talking points to help people yeah. hey James can you uh, before these this episode on the last one sorry folks a little inside baseball here just do a little sounder for uh, before yeah. the show yeah with, the, with those yeah, numbers for sure um, they, sorry, sorry about that my kids uh, school the, the unicorn shadows school mm-hmm. district sent out an email like two days ago wow about and, and talking points about the show yeah like it, you know we're just if if your kids have seen the show then here are some talking points to discuss with them yeah and well and, so and that's good one thing i want to say the because we we're talking about what they got right yeah what i want to say they got wrong was marketing this show yeah. mm. because the way they market it they market it like it was a just cw a drama hbo right. show like like, yeah, like so you see, like if C- HBO did a CW show, yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> how Corey described like, it. They they market it in a way where they're just like, "How did Hannah die?" And yeah. it's like, uh-huh. yeah. "Is this clue? Is this clue yeah. for the next generation?" <laughs> that's that's what I thought it was. Who like, killed Laura Palmer? Well, that, yeah. That, in entertainment wise, they did everything right in that aspect. It yeah, pulls you in, like, "Oh, what's the next tape?" But what's the reason why I say the mystery around yeah, it. The reason why I say they did it wrong that way is because nobody knew what the show was about right. until you started watching, and then you're like, "Oh well, my god, this is about suicide." That's why I thought we were just watching a show with you know about high school and then halfway through i was like okay stop i'm gonna watch ahead and i'm gonna decide whether or not i'm gonna let my kids finish watching this or not and like i'm really glad that you started watching it 
like because I remember that I was just sitting on the couch watching it and yeah. then you come home and stuff I, and you I, see it I'm really glad that you started watching it ahead because I feel like like yeah, that would be horrible if I just watched it by myself. Well, and I feel like a monster because I was making jokes the first episode. <laughs> yeah. oh I was like, "What kind of show?" Oh, I know. We all I were know. making the "This is your tape joke." We're, yeah, we're making like, jokes well, like well, I right know. and left. Yeah. Tony's actually just a ghost. He's not. Yeah, real. he probably killed himself early. And like, yeah, <laughs> this, this is all the yeah. stuff we were saying, and like, then we start watching, and we're like, "We are terrible yeah. people." <laughs> yeah, yeah. We shouldn't. Well, we should well, have no forum. Yeah. What was the thing with Netflix and Hulu? The Oh yeah, even Netflix and Hulu. So Hulu posted they had a show and they posted uh, something like streaming now only on Hulu, and then Netflix, Netflix. yeah, not on Netflix. And then Netflix uh, quoted their tweet and they're like, "At Hulu, welcome to your tape." And it's like even they were making the jokes, and it's so like. Yeah. When we're making the jokes, like, oh, it's a light show. It's not going to be super serious. And then you get to that last episode, you're like, wow. I am a like, dick. Uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah. I knew it before, but now, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And, but yeah. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. From a teenager's standpoint, especially about the show. Or about mental health or... Well, like, with me not really being through depression a lot, like, I mean... I've, like, skimmed over just being depressed, like, only a little bit, but it wasn't really depression, so I've never really experienced it, and I don't know exactly what people go through, but, like, I know that it's important, and it is not something that you can just get over, like, you say, oh, this is nothing, so, like... Be happy. What do people, like, usually say? Have you tried not being a mutant? (laughs) (laughs) But, like, it's... It's a little confusing to me, because... For me, usually I'm just, like, super, like, blunt with things, and I'm very literal. Like, literally, (laughs) it's just... Yeah. Are you wondering, like, what to say to your friends who are struggling? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, the biggest thing for them is going to be um, seeing a counselor. Like, that's just mm-hmm. the biggest way. And, and possibly medication. Sometimes the two combined um, can be really helpful. But, oh. like, for you as a friend to just be able to normalize what they're going through, um, not make them feel guilty for feeling depressed, which it sounds like you're already doing. Um, yeah. It sounds like you're incredibly understanding. And, you know, I think that... Sometimes, and I, I, you know, I've even run into this, like, it's hard when you're depressed because you can um, take up a lot of someone's energy. And uh, as a friend who's not going through depression, it's also healthy for you to, like, be able to set boundaries for yourself of, like, what is okay for you to support your friend through. Um, But just being really um, honest in that, too, around, like, being able to say... I really love you and I support you and I'm so sorry you're going through a hard time and I need to take care of myself for this one day. Things like that. Yeah. Um, and try and be like empathetic and try and put yourself in their shoes. And try yeah. And, yeah. Um, well, like at my school, they uh, every Thursday and Friday, we have like this uh, teacher advisory thing where we, ha- we go to a teacher's class and stuff and they show us videos about like empathy and um cool. and stuff and like also with the counselors like every every month they call down like five or six people they try to get through a lot of students that they have realized like they're 
a change in them mm. and stuff. And, That's really uh, good. Oh. Yeah, I, I think feel schools like my school's doing really good with that. Like uh, with the new principal this year, I think it's a really good change in the school. I think schools need to pay more attention to yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, because a lot of the times kids won't talk. And right. like with and my advisor, be teacher, too scared. Yeah. he's uh, he's very understanding. Yeah, he he loves teaching. You can tell and stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, he. Uh, has kids and and that he cares about a lot and sometimes whenever he's talking about certain things you can see that he starts tearing up like I've seen him cry multiple times in class Uh just because of certain Hey, um, empathy is things. good, but it can it can be a bitch. Yeah, it can um, yeah, yeah, it can be really strange, and that's why I kind of wanted to emphasize like it's okay for you to have boundaries. And that was actually mm-hmm. one of the biggest uh-huh. criticisms I have of this show is that it makes it seem like it's on everyone else to keep one person from committing suicide. Yeah. But it's also very important for all of us to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, um, back, and okay. back to the school thing. I, yeah, me and me and my sister's school, um, we have something called a hope squad which yeah. like helps helps kids through it and they they basically act as the student body counselor like student student counselors and like since since it's easier to talk to people with <laughs> it's easier to talk to people that are like your own age and everything and they do little things like um there's this one thing where uh, they they put up these sticky notes on everybody's locker like saying you matter and you're oh, you're yeah, important. I love really you. Cute. Stuff oh, cool. like that. And it was it was really good, but nice. some kids felt like it was just kind of like just It was just like lip like, service. Like, like they're just doing Yeah, this. they're just they're just uh, it's not, not genuine. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't personal. Some people that and that's the problem, like some people on the Hope Squad were more like they put special notes on, on people's like lockers that they knew, right? And they they're kind of segregating their friends in like one area and that's and that's uh, another thing like so their like friends the, the, get the like the big like yes. juicy message and then and then the everybody else gets a generic yeah and the people Have that are yeah or people like put a smiley face or a heart so it could go either way and another thing is that in high school and middle school and a lot of places like that like all the friends and everything are always like all the freshmen are friends all the juniors are friends stuff like that um and they when when a year has passed then freshmen come in and like they don't really communicate and so all the freshmen are having problems and if mm. l- let's say like s- freshmen are having problems and they don't have anyone to talk to and the other freshmen don't really know how to deal with it or cope sure. with it and so it's i feel like you have to kind of bridge the gap between age groups and like let's say have have a friend that's a sophomore or something Mm -hmm. and have them like if they've gone through stuff like that or junior or senior something like that that will help you go through it because not all the time your friends know what you're going through Mm -hmm. it's funny that you say that that reminds me i just just out of the blue so as i mentioned i think last episode i was in the navy and once you're there long enough even you know before you get promoted you know when you're still low man on the totem pole uh, you do have new people coming in, but you've got a little more experience and are a little closer to remembering what it's like. Mm-hmm. And that's what they would do. They would be like, if you have questions, ask these guys that have been here for a minute. 
Yeah. So yeah, that's that's good. Yeah. I I kind of have some a sort of a question, mm-hmm. adding on to like all this all this stuff talking about understanding people through depression that haven't been in depression. Um, so with this show, for me, it kind of like there were aspects of the show that I thought they did really well um, for people who were watching that didn't understand depression, sure. and I thought that that was kind of cool. Um, just just a few aspects of the show that kind of maybe would help people yeah. understand. Yeah. Um, but but overall, since we're kind of talking about how the show is sort of glorified and like um, you know commercialized, mm-hmm. um, what what would you say is the best way to help other people who don't understand depression Ooh. help understand help understand? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I think I think the biggest like miss. Um, like misinformation out there is again like this idea we've all been joking around like just be happy like this because if you're not depressed you do have a lot of control over your mood right like you're able to just snap out of it you're able to like get yourself out and go do something and there is an aspect of that like that's why counseling is so great for depression is because um you do have some control over choices but when you're so deep into depression um it's not simply just convincing yourself to just be happy and often um, uh, depression is rooted in a lot of other things that are going on, um, whether it's like a chemical imbalance or like traumatic experiences um, or even a combination of the two. Um, and so I think the best thing that we can do is just as a society, one, like start valuing mental health more. Yeah. Um, but two, like start getting out there and talking about like how depression isn't a choice and it's something that needs to be um, talked over with like a professional. Mm-hmm. And, but, uh, oh, sorry. go ahead. No, go, please. Um, I was just curious. I had a question because um, there are some kids that like, I'm not saying specifically and not pointing people out, but like people that that are always happy and and they Mm -hmm. they're always like popular they always have friends and they they've never really gone through that and i i know like people like who's who's had friends that are going through that but then there are those people that um that don't don't have any friends that go through that and they they're kind of oblivious to the fact and then they're the ones that are like just be happy your, yeah. your life is perfect yeah because if i can make a quick analogy i have people in my life who have who suffer migraines mm-hmm. never had one but I, I don't understand it it's something i've never been through but i don't diminish their their suffering because i've never had a migraine mm-hmm. you know or or maybe you've never broken a bone those there are those of us that have yeah it hurts and I really love those comparisons to like physical medical things because I think that legitimizes mental health in a way that we just don't currently. Um, that like having depression is like having a broken leg, you know, and telling someone to just get over it. Like you would never tell someone with a broken leg to just don't, don't feel the walk <laughs> yeah. it off. Yeah, exactly. Well, and something something that I think um, people need to understand is people who haven't suffered depression they think that depression is just being sad. Yeah. yeah. So, it's like you were saying, so like, it's more. not, like, it's a difference between a broken hand and a stubbed finger or yes. a broken foot mm-hmm. and a stubbed toe, you know? Yeah. It's, one is, it's yeah, ongoing, sadness can lead to depression, but they're not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, so are, like, there are always those people that are, like, they, they've 
they're like, oh, I've I've hurt my, myself before, like, and and they yeah. think they know right what's yeah, exactly. going on. Like people, it's like I've been sad before. Yeah, people that's not depression. Who, and so they try and help. People always say that they, that um, they understand your depression. They're like, oh yeah, I understand. I'm always here for you. But then when you really get into it, they really have no. They idea. don't understand. Yeah, yeah. and, and I it. think there's something really powerful, like talking about empathy, to be able to say, I have no clue what you're going through, but I am here for you yeah. if you ever want to talk. You know, instead yeah. of pretending like you do understand. Yeah. So one thing with that is um, sometimes like uh, uh, we've moved around a lot to different schools. And, like, just being a new kid at a school and, like, not knowing anyone and you, like, feel really sad and stuff and, like, uh, you have no one to talk to and, like, you feel like you don't know the teachers well enough, you don't know anyone well enough there and, like... Yeah, I kind of wanted to ask you about that. What a, what what does one do when you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to? Because I was actually... One of our follow-up conversations after watching 13 Reasons Why when I had that I had with these kids was have you ever felt like you didn't have anyone to talk to and all of them said at one point in time yes sure what what does somebody do okay minus the highly he has lots of friends <laughs> um, but what does what does somebody do when they don't when they don't feel like they can talk to anyone they don't have anyone to talk to yeah i think the biggest thing is knowing even no matter how isolated and alone you feel there is always someone out there that cares about you even if it's just someone um from like the crisis hotline that you can talk to so there and and in those moments it it often feels like there's no way and and you might even think to yourself like no the person at the hotline like doesn't actually care about me and to a degree that's true but there's people who want to see you alive and still want you here on this earth. And um, I mean, it, even I think when you see this on the show that like Hannah, who felt so isolated and alone, then was so many people around her were impacted by her, um, by her death. And in fact, um, this might sound kind of small, but um, I think this is important. Uh, a lot of people who are feeling suicidal often get pets um, because mm. a pet will always care about you in the most authentic way possible. So and, and you have no kidding. idea how much I talk to... If if Pepper could talk. They're so therapeutic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If dogs yeah. could talk, my, I swear, Pepper's my problems a human. would be solved. <laughs> L- little fact. I would yeah. never yeah. cry. I mean, I've had clients where the, when I ask them, like, what's keeping you from committing suicide today? They say it's my dog, you know, because they want to, like, have someone there to keep take care of your dog. So I think the biggest thing, and, and this feels important to talk about, too, there's different kinds of suicide, and yes. I kind of want to, like, talk about, like, different thoughts of suicide. But, um, but when you're at that, like, depth of suicidal thought, depression to find reasons to stay alive like make a list of your reasons and in fact there's a great app um called my three i believe i'm gonna look that up and then um that has like a list of um you make a list of three reasons why you're choosing to live and then three people that you can call whenever you're feeling suicidal Mm -hmm. um it's a fantastic app that you can kind of call on where you can make those lists when you're not feeling as in the depths of suicide so that when you're feeling very genuinely suicidal, you can go to that app and see all the um, reasons that were there when you were thinking maybe a little bit more clearly. Right. Um, but I, I think that um, someone was mentioning this before, like this, I think it was in the last episode, this idea of around like sometimes you just don't want to be alive. So like the different stages. Right. Um, there's suicidal ideation and there's m- non-morbid suicidal ideation. 
non-morbid suicidal ideation, that's a mouthful, um, is where you just generally think like, oh, I wish I wasn't alive anymore, or things would be so much easier if I wasn't here anymore. And um, I say this to my clients too, that um, that's a hundred percent everyone in their life experiences some degree of non-morbid suicidal ideation i don't think we've normalized that enough that like everyone has these thoughts at some point in their life that they wish that they just weren't here anymore that things would be easier if they weren't here that maybe even people would be better off if they weren't here anymore and that's really normal and it's good to talk through those feelings suicidal thoughts become really serious when you start having like an actual plan for what you're going to do and so um when you like start having like a plan an idea like oh i know this gun or i know these pills and you like start like creating that plan in your head that's when you need to really contact people um to have them remove that plan from you so that you can stay here and she then hannah also mentions in in the show like in the last episode i think Mm -hmm. or the second to last episode she even says in exact words i'm giving life one more chance right and she tries and finds a way and then that's yeah. when she goes and talks with the counselor and he doesn't do anything about right. it. Right. Yeah. He just makes her feel worse. And she also, even afterwards, leaves and waits for him to come out and stop her. He he, he waits for her to come out and stop her mm-hmm. and And he doesn't he does, go he after doesn't, her. He doesn't go after her. Yeah. Cause he really he might care a little but then then again he doesn't really know what to do right and i feel like some people should be educated what did what do you think I completely like, agree yeah, yeah no absolutely i think um it's too bad i wonder how things could have been different if again it's a fictional show but still um if she had you know before she was in those depths had like a plan around here are the people I can go and talk to I'm starting to feel this way what do I do um, and had talked to someone other than like her shitty counselor that was really Would terrible you, do you think it's a good idea then for, for people that or for anyone I guess just to maybe keep a list of names of people totally yeah absolutely yeah. I, I mean I think even when um, when we're not that uh even if we're just mildly depressed that it can be really good to have a list of everything that's going good in your life mm-hmm. to like build yourself up because it's really easy we kind of live as a society around shame and we live around like changing ourselves through our shame so when something bad happens where it's really a lot easier to focus on the shame than it is to focus on um, what is good what's good that's going on in your life um, I think if you can have a list of people that you can talk to if you can have a list of things reasons that you're alive things that you're proud of about yourself and keep that on your person i have a list 13 reasons and why like, to stay alive yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. like yeah. like uh at my school with the teacher advisory thing that's one of the things i do and like cool so just a quick question as like you guys as parents and the parents in the show like what would you do if you found out that your yeah. kid was suicidal? Or, yeah. or if you just <laughs> like, knew... Listen back a few episodes. Or, <laughs> yeah. or, if, or if you... Uh, or, or if you were put in their place and you were only hinted. Like, or like a small... Or like if you feel like you don't understand. like Yeah, and especially yeah. with adults that, that don't... Like, not just the kids that want to be educated. Like, kids yeah. have counselors and people around them. Some people don't really like communicate. Some people are like totally. socially awkward and can't really talk to people very much. Mm-hmm. And 
So I, I was wondering, like, what, what would you say if someone was completely cut off from from communication with everybody else? Who do you think you, they would talk to? Yeah, that's a good question. If you're completely isolated, I think that's where, like, the texting hotline can be a really good resource. Um, and and I think, too, even if you are very isolated, there are still people like your mailman or your neighbors who, like, know about you. And I can't think of, like, a single, like, my neighbors drive me nuts, but I would really want to be there for them if they were going through something hard, you know? And I think that we all care about each other in that way. So that's when... Um, if you are isolated, like it can be hard to come up with a list of people that you could contact, and yet that's when it's even more po- uh, important to do that is to come up with e- just three people, three people, even if you're not very close to them. In fact, even if you're not very close to them. So awesome. I, I work at the library, and our last staff day, our director got up and told this story about how I, I can't recall who or which mm. branch they found a note, mm. and they tracked this person down to wow. see if there was anything they could do to help so yeah. even even your local library yeah absolutely um there, there was one other thing that i i liked about the show um where i think it was at the end and it was it was obviously like they were trying to send a message with but uh at like in the last scene with uh with clay in the hallway and sh- uh the the barista girl sky sky she she's like are you okay mm-hmm. and he says no it, I think it's really important for people to ask each other honestly if they're yes. doing okay. And, and it's very really important to be with, honest with your answer. Yeah. And yeah. as an adult, I didn't learn this until an adult, but whenever anybody asks me, are you, how are you doing or are you okay? I always stop. I don't just say the first thing that comes to mind. I stop and I think like, well, how am I doing? I'm all right. I'm, I'm about medium. Like I'm okay. Yeah. It could be better. could be worse. Or sometimes I'm awesome. I'm doing great. But if I'm ever not okay, I will tell whoever's asking me, I'll be honest and say, no, I'm not. I'm not okay. Yeah, it's really, really important to be honest when yeah. somebody asks you that question, and that you're asking other people. Yeah, and I, I still struggle with that because I my go because I don't. I personally don't like a lot of people in my business. Uh, so, but when of, we get there, yeah. oh boy, <laughs> when I get some drinks in me. <laughs> no, um, but like, there's even times when. I'm talking with my wife where she's like, are you okay? And, you know, if it's been a real stressful day, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I, just yeah. because I just want the day to end. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But then afterwards, I'm like, uh, and then like an hour later, I'm like, yeah, I'm not really okay. Uh, yes. Really stressful day. And, you know, and it's funny because she gets pissed at me because she's like, well, why didn't you just tell me in the first place? It's like, <laughs> this is why I didn't tell you. Yeah. And, no, um, just kidding. But no, like, like, like who was saying, you know, be honest with your answers mm-hmm. uh, well and that kind of gets at what you were asking about like what can parents do um, yeah because I think that uh, y- you were kind of modeling this in our last episode around like being really open with our kids you know modeling for them like when you tell your wife like I'm not doing okay right now so that like you can I think that's really important as parents is to create a space where it's open and it's okay for our kids to come in and share how they're actually doing and talk about hard things rather than having, like your home should be the place where you can come home and unload all the shit that you've been collecting in your backpack all day, all these interactions. Yeah, I, um, whenever someone usually asks me, like my friend or someone, someone I know at school asks me, how are you, Carlo, and stuff like that and i'm like um i'm tired 
<laughs> I always I always answer. I'm tired. That's awesome. Yeah. And um I yeah. Well, but sometimes I'm I'm that's always my answer though mm. is and and cuz I'm I feel like I'm always daydreaming, always thinking about something. I'm always like split-minded, right. but I can I've learned to like multitask and have like some some of it like listening to the person and communicating with them but that's how sometimes i forget a lot of things and i forget some very important things too and i miss little details and um because i'm always off somewhere else and i'm never really staying focused and everything and i i I always i'm always thinking about i want to get home but when i get home i'm like well, there's nothing to do, and so I, <laughs> and then and then I'm and then I'm sitting there wishing like, oh, kind of wish I was back at school. Except I feel, I feel like the school like, you you could communicate with more people, with more free time, with more, uh, like, does, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and like more. The whenever you, yeah, whenever I'm at like my my sibling schools like it freaks me out because <laughs> everyone is like so friendly it's scary Singing in the halls like and i'm well, always at our charter school to people it's like it's i freak a, it's out a, it's a public schools kind of school. yeah public schools are like i'm never myself there i mm. i'm just like when i go to you public feel like schools, you have to put on I just a shut myself and down and i just like get through i'm like get through it get through it just don't talk to anybody sure. don't communicate i never talk to anybody I'm all, i always feel miserable there hmm. and then as soon as i get out of school i feel myself but then i feel kind of conflicted because i'm like i just went through the like half of the whole day not being myself yeah that's Som- hard that's hard yeah. work sometimes i'm in like a conversation with somebody and i'm really getting to a point and then we have to go to class. Mm-hmm. We always split up, and then I end up forgetting. So you wish you had mind. more I, I of always, that free yes. time. I wish there was like a time for like for lunch to be longer. For sure. and then sometimes when I am talking to people about it, I never know what to say. Yeah, like almost almost. So I feel like I make friends really quickly because I've learned to because I've moved around so much. Sure. And I've learned to make friends really quickly. Like just at my last school. I was there for a year, mm-hmm. and a lot of people knew me. Like just just yeah. because I made friends with one person, and it kind of branched out. And I, since I learned how to make friends so quickly, then I, I never really learned how to make those long-standing friends. Mm. And whenever I'm like communicating, like when I get a friend, I'm like, oh, I have a friend. What now? And mm. I never know what to talk about yeah sure. and can i say something so one thing i realized with 13 reasons why is like most of the characters are uh uh what's the word uh they're shoot um they're one sibling like what's the word i'm looking for help me out uh they're they're the only child Mm. so like that's one thing I love is like I have so many siblings that I can talk to and and like you can actually talk to them or if you don't want to talk to your parents about it you have brothers and sisters that will understand or people that have been through this too Um, and like um, with that with the show I found a little weird because like 
and so there are so many only yeah, children. Yeah, because that's like not realistic. Yeah. Like sometimes definitely not here in Utah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or in, yeah. if you're in a fight with one of your siblings, you just blow up and all of it just spills out. And, and like afterwards, you feel so or much your parents. Better. But yeah. um, sometimes a lot of I feel like our family is pretty communicative, and we're we're very. We're, sometimes. Uh, no, I'm. I feel like we are more <laughs> than sometimes. more than any family I've 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 known besides besides within. Yeah, most most families, families within Utah. Utah. Everybody kind of turns a blind eye, and some hmm. some like, right. Some kids are just horrible to their siblings, and they don't. And then that's a reason yeah. why. Yeah, they, home life is like also a very big thing that contributes to like suicide. And then if they can't talk to their siblings about it, then how how can they talk to a counselor about it and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. So this is a subject that we could talk about probably for days. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's so heavy, we've got yeah. to let it go pretty long. We're, we're over an hour. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what I want to do to kind of end the show is everybody just give kind of like your last thought about like one last thought about the show. What, or one, the subject matter. Yeah, or the subject matter. It could be something inspirational, something cautionary. Cautionary, yeah. So, um, and then I'll give the numbers at the end. Cool. Go ahead, Mermaid. Okay, just with the entire show, it really put me into perspective that everyone really does need to treat each other better, and we don't know what we're going, we're all going through. Even though high school's like really crappy, and it's just we're all shoved into a building, and we all feel the same way, but we don't want to express it, and we pretend that we don't feel the same way. I think that it's just really important to treat people better so yeah that's all yeah and like in the show um on the last episode how she actually talks to her counselor like that's something i would usually never do because i don't i don't trust people i don't know and and like even though counselors are so open to you like they don't they don't care they're always open i just don't trust people and like sometimes like with me People who know me know I'm a huge sleeper. I love sleeping. Like, I will sleep for hours on end. And even at night, I will just sleep, like, from 8 to, like, I don't know, 9. And it's, like, I love sleeping. And for me, I feel like it's a way for me to get away from the world or, like, to get away from my problems. Passing time. You're, like, out of your body when you're sleeping. And you mm-hmm. and you're not conscious. You don't know anything and you just forget for a while. And uh, back to the counselor thing, uh, I feel like in the show, he was a lot more open than a lot of counselors. Usually counselors are like, oh, do you want to, like, switch your classes? Do you want to, like, some something like that? That's what I feel like the stereotype counselor is now. And they kind of deviated from what counseling really is and, like, how are you doing? What, what do you... What do you need? And it's more like, what What do you really like? What What do you want? What more treating the symptoms yes. than curing yes. the disease? More mm. feeding into the system and stuff like that. Well, I feel like uh, again, I I really don't I can't recommend the show to anybody, and I I feel like they did get a lot of things wrong or were irresponsible with a lot of the subject matter, a lot of topics. But maybe I feel like the best thing that came out of this show is uh discussions like this Mm -hmm. is it it's forced me to have to 
talk to my kids about uncomfortable things and um, enough other parents that I know feel the same way that uh, I'm actually starting to organize trying to set up a just a an, an informal discussion group um, with other parents and bring t- bring their kids and teenagers just to talk about whether it's the show or or just this these topics in general so that for me is probably the best thing that's come out of this mm-hmm. yeah I was you actually took what I was gonna oh, say <laughs> no it's good um, I would agree I'm glad that like more conversations like this are being had um, I think if there's one thing I hope that we can just continue to normalize um, that suicidal thoughts happen um, suicidal attempts happen and suicide itself happens but um, but even more so normalizing like each other's uh, survival um, patterns and coping mechanisms um, the thing I didn't get to mention was like uh, for myself like being being an only child in high school that um, with parents who wouldn't talk to me about hard things um, the biggest thing that was helpful for me was finding friends who would be willing to talk about really hard things. So any way that anyone can find, you know, your person to go to and talk about hard things, I just think that's really important, obviously, since I went into it for a profession. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I hope that anyone listening to this can find someone, make your list, um, find, identify the people that will keep you here. Okay, um... With most things, I'm just going to equate this to pastries and say, that's a big Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think for me, just remember, talk to talk to somebody. Uh, the suicide hotline is 1-800-273-8255. And if you're like me and you don't like talking on the phone, there's also a text line. Uh, and you just text the word HOME to 741-741. And then that app that I mentioned earlier is actually called My3, and you can go to the website to learn more about it, um, my3app.org. And something I'd like to say, the, uh, it's a quote that really stood out to me, kind of an analogy. It's, um, a weaving tapestry is incomplete without one thread. Hmm. And I felt that really stood out to me, especially with this instance, too. So, thank you, guys. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll be back next next week. Hopefully, Dr. Sarah is able to join us. Cool. Good night and happy mental health. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>